There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. I'm Desmond. And I'm Chris. And that's it. Got a dynamic <laughs> that, duo. It. Just the two of us. Um, yeah. No. I know. And this is not the ambiguously Bay duo that we talked about doing, <laughs> where we would just discuss different Michael Bay films. Although, I will put this out there to our co-host. If you leave us to our own devices long enough, this will turn into a Michael Bay. And it will just be The Rock, I feel like. We probably won't watch any. Maybe Pain and Gain. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It'll just be those two movies discussed every single week. Yeah. That sounds fine to me, actually. I mean, you know. <laughs> Have you seen any other movies or, or series besides Michael Bay? We doesn't have to be Bay-related. No. No. You didn't? What about video games? Uh, okay, so video games. Did I talk last time about this Adventure Time game on the Vita? I think you mentioned it and it was cool, but I don't think you... I I have beaten it. Oh, yes. I got almost every trophy. It's one of these games where there's one dumb trophy where to get it you have to play through the entire game like a second time. And I'm like, I don't like it that much. <laughs> it was fun. But I have to play through it a second time and get no upgrades. And I'm like, no. It's no, it's okay. Nope. Yeah, it's too, it's not that it's too complicated, it's just that it got really hard. Like, it felt harder than Link to the Past, even though that's the kind of game it is. Hmm. But on bosses, like the last boss, I had all, I think, uh, 12 hearts is how many you get. I had all 12 hearts, and at the end of the fight, I'm like doing it as well as I could because I'd lost so many times. <laughs> the time that I actually beat the last boss, I had like a heart and a half left. And with no upgrades, I'd be there starting with three hearts. I'm like, no. No, I'm not going to bother trying. Like, no I'll get containers. so frustrated. Like, no. Can't get any heart containers. Can't upgrade your sword. I'm like, no. Oh, no. I mean, that's how I played when I was a kid, and I didn't know how Zelda really worked. <laughs> I mean, right, did, did yeah. anyone else... Did you do that? I say anyone else. Like, no, I remember. Respond. When you would play, and it's like, you had three hearts, and you wandered around. Like, you were... I would respawn like a billion times and eventually beat it and then I'm like I almost beat the game before I learned that you could like you automatically get some heart mm-hmm. take. but it took me forever to figure out that you could level up like all of your weapons oh yeah like there's more versions of the sword yeah. and like you can have different colored tunics and the, and, like, I like the bigger this? shield I knew you could buy it but I thought for the longest time because I was a little kid like five or six right. I didn't know that the shield was a bigger shield yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like bombs, I, ju- I, I I discovered all the hidden areas just because I would plant bombs randomly anyway. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, yeah. I, play, I remember playing the same way. Um, then the other game I've been playing, Neo. Is, is that the, N-I-O-H. the path of the one? Oh. N-I-O-H. It is a PS4 exclusive. Made so it's by, not great. Made by our friends at Bandai Namco. So it might be great. Uh, it is, if you've ever played a Dark Souls yeah. Or Demon Souls or Bloodborne. They kind of had a monopoly on that particular genre of crazy hard <laughs> RPG, third person adventure, whatever genre you want to call it. 
Well, this Neo game is that genre. It's a little faster paced than Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Okay. Um, but you still, there's still like a lot of thinking and preparation going into battles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I really like Dark Souls, all of them, and Bloodborne. I was just really, really bad at them. And somehow this game, it feels harder, but because it's faster paced, I'm actually better at it. And oh, I can yeah. and I can feel myself getting better the more that I play. I'm like level 27, and I'm only on like the second level. I was looking at the trophies. There's one trophy for getting to level 100, and I'm like, I'm going to get there. Like I can tell because like the more I play, the better I get at it. Yeah, more. no, but there's some, that's a good that's a good sign though of the game though. Yeah, and like there's a lot of things that are very similar. Like you have this thing called Amrita that you use to upgrade stuff that okay. like gets you new levels. Which is basically the exact same thing as Souls and right. Dark Souls no, no, games. I got you. Standard mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gather um, these mana bits and become more powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's it's super fun um, and it's beautiful. Like the graphics are really, really good. So I'm really enjoying it. But you said it's PS4 only. PS4 only. See, so I won't be enjoying it. But yeah, and it's not like uh, the Dark Souls games, like because Demon Souls, I think, was published by Sony. And then after that, they made Dark Souls instead of Demon Souls, and it was on other platforms. But this game's actually published uh, by Sony, so it's not going to come to PC later or anything like that. Which kind of sucks, but yeah, I mean, it does it's suck. good for them that they have a good exclusive. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's super fun. Um, and then next week, obviously. Right. Like, I won't be able to talk about it because it still won't have come out. Next Tuesday is Horizon Zero Dawn, another big PS4 exclusive. And then that Friday, yeah. the Nintendo the Switch. Switch, and of course, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. So, in two weeks, I'll have my Switch, and I'll be able to talk about that. I know. You talk and Rose are both getting... I haven't decided if I'm going to try and brave it and find one. The Monday after, I'll bring mine. Okay. Whenever we record, so you can... No, because let's take a look at it. Because I know you probably want one, but you don't know if you want one now, right? I, yeah, I mean that's kind of where I'm at because I've seen some other things mm-hmm. that are coming down the pipe supposedly, and I'm like, oh no, there's Zelda's great, but I don't enjoy the you, new ones. Yeah, and you can't you can't buy the Switch just for Zelda, and that's really all there is right now. At launch, there's also going to be Super Bomberman R. So if like you're really into Bomberman, no, um, Puyo Puyo Tetris. No, I actually is, like the One Two Switch. Uh, one Two Switch looks like a really interesting collection of mini games, and I don't know why it's not just a packed in game. Yeah, like Wii Sports was. Like, See, that's what I was gonna say. Is I really like Wii Sports, and I think One Two Switch is twenty eight games for fifty dollars, like but all the games are like little one or two minute experiences. I, yeah, like, well, I mean, I agree that it, but it'll give me a reason to use it and to judge how well. The controllers and work the functionality of the controllers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm interested in it. And plus, it gives it gives me a reason to pull it out. Like yeah, Wii tennis and bowling was half the reason that I used my Wii. Oh yeah. I mean, I played other games, Super Mario, and I, I did play uh, Twilight. So that was the funny thing to me about Wii or my Wii was the main things I used it for were virtual console games. That's true. And like Wii Sports. And I, I obviously played, like, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. But other than that, like, I didn't play that many actual Wii games on it. I think I played way more virtual console games. Yeah. No, I did, too. Because, I I mean, once you could start buying them, it just made no sense not yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the controllers worked. So when they put out the Wii controller, I 
Yeah. The you know the D pad controller for the Wii. I like it better than just using the Wii controller. Right. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I've not been gaming. Uh, no gaming. No gaming. Times. Nothing nerdy this week at all. Oh no! I watched see a movie yet. I I did not. I've not watched a movie yet. I was gonna go see Lego Batman, and I'll tell you, it just it hasn't appealed to me in the right way yet. I need to go see that. See, that's how I feel. I need to see it, but I haven't been driven to see it. Um, no, instead I watched two shows. I watched uh, Z, The Beginning of Everything, which is about Zelda Fitzgerald and F. Scott Fitzgerald and their relationship. Now, I saw someone from that movie. Which movie? No, from that the show? F. Scott movie. Yeah. yeah. Someone from that was on uh, the Colbert show, Late Night, whatever. Okay. And whenever Colbert called him F. Scott Fitzgerald, she said, oh, you can't call him that. Every All the writers and directors got very mad if you called him F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, call him Scott. No, no, no. For Scott. For Scott. It's like, what the? I've never heard anyone say for Scott I don't, Fitzgerald. I, I, I think that's life. a joke. No, she was deadly serious about it. I think it was, I don't remember who it was. I think it was who plays Z or Zelda I don't know or whatever. The name of, I don't know the name of any. Um, it's the little girl from uh, Casper. Okay, but yeah, she was like, "Is it? Yeah, isn't it the same well, girl?" I didn't. I don't know. It doesn't. She was also like in uh, Black Snake Moan. Yeah, no, no, it's Christina Ricci. Re- yeah, that's it. I didn't realize that. I mean, now that you say it, it yeah, that was her and Casper. She's just older than I'm imagining in my head because in my mm-hmm. head I don't think she's that old. But oh, yeah, right. she's older than me, and I didn't. I, I don't realize my own age sometimes. Right. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense that she would be that old because she looks really mature and she's actually prettier in there than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. My wife thought it was slow. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Um, if you're interested in that, if you like time, like if you watch Boardwalk Empire yeah. and go, this might be fun without all the death and just the partying. <laughs> or if you thought that, uh, like the Great Gatsby was a good movie, then yeah. obviously you would like... It's that very much in the same vein. Uh, it's a lot more their personal life, but it's not like uh, focused on just one person. You get to know both of them. So it's not just him. It's not just her mm. or their friends or family. That's pretty good. Uh, I'd recommend it if you're into it, like I said. The other thing that I would recommend to everyone to watch, and I'm, I've recommended to you like four times now, is yeah. The Santa Clarita Diet. That one is on the watch list. It is, okay. For those of you that don't know, it's Dexter. I'm going to put it this way. It's mm-hmm. Dexter meets uh, Cougar Town. Because the way it works is uh, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore are married. They're uh-huh. realtors. They're trying to have this ideal life, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, all this. And then she turns into a zombie. And she doesn't become like a walking dead zombie. <laughs> She's like a cognizant person that just has to eat uh, people. Yeah. Is it brains or just flesh? All of it. Oh, okay. It's very gory. She has to eat humans. So she eats Every part of them. And so, you know, when I say it's like Dexter, they try to pick their targets, but it's also some things you can't control. Right. Like and they, they want to stay hidden. Yeah. yeah. And so it's very much that when it gets to the killing time. And the fact, they even wrap the houses in sheet and wear ponchos. It's very Dexter in that regard. Mm-hmm. But the humor, really it's not very great. dark. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's not that long. I think it's 10 episodes, 8 or 10 episodes, 10. And it's, it's all the way through is great. Now... No, never mind. It'd be a spoilery question. No, go ahead. I was going to ask, is it something where it seems, is it a self-contained story or does it, is there an opening for like another season? 
Oh, there's very much an opening for another season. Oh, okay. um, because this won't really spoil anything because it's in the first episode. Like, they're looking for a cure. Oh, okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Because at, at some point, like a zombie would, she realizes that she's going to start deteriorating. Mm, mm, so she has to find it. And so they start looking for people that know about zombies. So it's an analogy for Barrymore's career. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? But McG's not in it. So it's a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, anyway, that was that was it for me this week as far as nerdy things. I didn't really... I, I read some comics, but they were old comics that I just either need to catch up with or didn't. Um, I'll highly recommend uh, Dark Knight, a true uh, true Batman story by Paul Dini. Read hmm. that. It's not a traditional comic. It it's really cool. I mean, it's a comic book comic, but it's not a Batman story. Like it doesn't focus on Batman. It fo- focuses on him. And uh, when he was working on the animated series at Warner Brothers, and he was walking this girl home, and on his way home, he got attacked by these guys. Oh wow! And he got beat up pretty bad, and like they broke his eye and his jaw and stuff. And how he came back from that, and how uh, his psyche and having these characters like the Joker and Poison Ivy, Two Face, Batman, all in his head. Mm. kind of helped him get over it, but also what he went, the struggle he went through with them trying to come back. Right. So it's a very cool, very different kind of comic. Yeah. It's probably the best thing from last year for me. What? Uh, I don't know if you've read it or heard about it or anything, but the the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover yeah. thing. Did you read any of that? Yeah. Was it actually good? It was all right. I wouldn't classify. I mean, of the Batman content that came out last year, not the best <laughs> one. But it is for what it is. Yeah, for a crossover between two, normally wouldn't like IDW wouldn't do it. It's a very good. The only question I have. Sure. Are the turtles in Gotham? Yes. Or is Batman in like Manhattan? Um, no, I was pretty sure they were in Gotham. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that series is now like in one hard book that you yeah. can buy. Yeah. No, it's a trade now. Yeah. Uh, I think. I have maybe the first two or three issues. Mm. I bought them just because I like Batman and like the Ninja Turtles. I know, yeah, those are things I enjoy. I flipped through them. I did not sit down and like hard read them. Like I need right. to know this story. Anytime there's a side story, because I mm-hmm. read so many comics, I usually just thumb through, enjoy it for what it is, and then move back to the main storyline that I'm following. So in Batman, I'm reading Batman. Right, right. I read the other stuff, but I don't get too caught up in it unless I think it's gonna play into the end universe. That they're following. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Batman, apparently we don't have a director for the Batman movie. Actor. Man, okay. I don't know how something can go so quickly from I'm super excited to this might never happen. Oh, the it'll pro- happen. <clears throat> WB is going to force it to happen. Here's the problem. With um, Man of Steel, middling reviews, generally okay. Right. Made a good amount of money. Batman v Superman made a ton of money. Pretty poorly reviewed. Right. Suicide Squad. I think it dominated the box office I mean, for a did, couple of weekends. But it it but made just, okay money and got well, not but good terrible reviews. reviews. Yeah. Um, and I feel like after Batman v Superman, everybody was like, Suicide Squad. It's going to bring us back to like what's good about the DC Universe. And then as soon as they saw that movie, they were like, okay, so Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman's going to fix it all. And I'll admit, I think Wonder Woman looks good. Um, one thing that's bad is they announced yesterday or today the casting for the villain in Wonder Woman. As in, like, 
They just hired, or like they just cast who the bad guy is. Wonder Woman. <laughs> and it comes out in June. Wonder Woman, from all reports I've seen, is a train wreck. Is it? That's all I've heard. Is nothing. <laughs> that it's it, it, The best review was, it's more of the same. So if you like where DC's gone, congratulations. But I, you I, mean, I want it to be good. There's there's a ton of great Wonder Woman stories out there. Um, I, I mean, I have trades over there that are Wonder Woman that I like. But I really don't think that they're going to do it right. And, just... and my, my biggest concern is... At this point, they're just all they concern about is cashing checks and catching up with Marvel. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get Justice League, whether it's ready or not. We're going to get Batman, whether it's ready or not. We're going to get we're going to get all these Aquaman, Flash, whether we want them or not. And that's the wrong way to do these movies. Like See, Marvel was pulled movies from their from their slots because people were not thrilled about having. Them. I mean, look at the Inhumans. The Inhumans has been bumped around so much. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't a, a sure deal until people, you know, ate up Ant-Man. It's just, it's crazy to think that DC and Warner Brothers just want to shove it down their face. Like, you have to take it. Because I think at some point, you're going to ruin these properties because no one's going to go see your movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Wonder Woman bombs, I can't imagine that people are going to spend blockbuster money. Maybe Batman, because it's Batman. But Aquaman mm-hmm. is going gonna, is gonna, to, sorry, it's not. I mean, I really, at this point, I wish they would stop and reboot. Not hard reboot, but soft reboot and just let let the, let the Rock do the Black Adam thing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. He can bring in the comedy and the humor. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if you wait two years, I know it's a long time in movie time and with an extended universe. But you wait that two years, you let the Rock come in, be funny, be strong, play it like he does, like pain and game. I think that's a great movie. I think it's a good yeah, move. I liked it. And then you can bring in somebody else to do the other stuff. It gives you time to write better stories. Because from all reports, the Batman is in, is just in disarray. Mm. Ben Affleck, this is a rumor. Don't quote me. I retweeted this. It says it's not a real story, but it's out there. That he doesn't even want to be Batman anymore. You know what happened? Here's what happened with Ben Affleck. They said, would you be Batman? And he said no. That was like he said that. Yeah. I think I think on Jimmy Fallon he was like, "No, I can't do that." And then they gave him like the whole pitch of what Batman v Superman was going to be about, and they offered him the opportunity to write his own Batman movie and stuff. And then he was more in. So then, since Batman v Superman, because a lot of people agree that like he was one of the better parts of right, that no, movie, definitely. Um, people have been like hounding him in interviews, and probably people that see him on the street like. When are you going to do Batman? What's Batman going to be about? When are we going to see his Batman again? Meanwhile, he's writing this other movie called Live by Night or Live by Night yeah. or whatever. And just nobody cares because everybody's asking about Batman. And then that movie comes out, bombs, nobody sees it. <laughs> and then people are still like, so what about Batman? I feel like that probably wore him down to where he's just like, I don't. Because, like, originally he was going to direct and act in it. Yeah, he was going to write. The, then the very, yeah, and, well, he did write a script. Then the very plausible idea that he was like, well, I can't direct because I can't be getting in and out of the suit while directing things. And I can't direct when I'm in the suit because it's too heavy and hot and all this stuff. I can kind of understand yeah. him saying, okay, I'm just going to not direct, but I'm still going to be in it. But then after that was whenever it was like, okay, uh, we're going to rewrite the script. 
We need a new director. And then they interview this new guy to direct. And then he's like, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, I think you're right that, like, they probably won't pull out or stop these movies from happening. But the reason they would, because they're not going to stop just because of bad reviews. If it keeps no. making money, they're going to keep right, making Right, exactly. Them. They're going to try to make them good, too. But right, obviously. As long as they keep being bad, or even just, meh. You know, um, eventually I feel like the fan base is what's going to be like, okay, you've shoved crap in my face three or four times now. I'm going to wait on this next movie. So, like, as soon as, maybe not Wonder Woman, but if Justice League or Aquaman, eventually a movie won't open number one. Yeah. And that alone, they'll be like, crap. And I think it's the, falling off. We've got to do something, and that's when they pull the plug on the rest of it and do like a soft reboot. Because like, because Black Adam, it's like, well, we haven't been introduced to those characters yet, so like them going ahead with that makes sense, right? Um, stuff with Batman and Superman, maybe go back and redo some of that. I mean, it's just <clears> they <throat> have a, such a horrible track record at this point. Yeah, and not not just in these films, like everything, pretty much besides. Christopher Nolan's trilogy has not been great in a long time from DC. That's that's the main problem, I feel like, is like people think about either Batman v Superman or Man of Steel, depending on their opinion of Man of Steel, as being like the first misstep. But the, I feel like the real first misstep was not just building on the Nolan universe. Even if, you know, um, Christian Bale didn't want to do it anymore, they had Joseph Gordon Levitt that could have done something. Yeah. They could have built on this very realistic world. And I feel like imagining Superman in like a really grounded world as opposed to like the Superman we have now that's in very much a comic booky, yeah. like a dark no, comic booky world. Having Superman, having Wonder Woman and Aquaman like in like a really grounded realistic world is something I guess we're just not going to see at least for a while. Well, there's lots so I of feel like that was like the first misstep because they even had like Christopher Nolan was like an executive producer or something on Man of Steel. It's like why can't they just build on that? Even if they don't use Christian Bale, like just build on that. The only thing that makes me excited is the fact that Zack Snyder might be stepping down mm. and taking a lesser role. Yeah, in the entire universe. Yeah, because he is good at what he does, but what he does does not work with this material. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. I would watch his films. I don't want to watch him do this. Yeah. And um, it's really... Especially because we're not even... Here's my biggest gripe. We're not seeing Zack Snyder do Zack Snyder. Mm-mm. We're seeing Zack Snyder do a Christopher Nolan impression. Yeah. Yep. And so he tries to be serious and cerebral and dark and gritty and grounded. But at the same time, he thinks that means mute the colors, have a little bit stiffer acting, and make people die. Yeah. Like he doesn't understand the gravity, the weight of situations, how to how to make scenes have tension, how mm-hmm. to draw a story out, how to make it tight and taut. He just is like, oh, we have to have one thing after another mm-hmm. because that's what Nolan does. Mm-hmm. And then it needs to be dark and there needs to be loss. And that's it. And it makes no sense. It just looks like a jumbled mess. Now, Suicide Squad is a whole nother bag of worms it's just a bad it's just a bad bag i mean like 
they they cast these characters, and I know it's supposed to be B string characters, mm-hmm. but there was no need to give each one of those characters their own focus. I mean, especially considering Slipknot didn't get a focus. Adam <laughs> Beach got his ass off in the first five minutes he was on screen. Mm-hmm. They could have done that with all of them, just like let them. Katana didn't. What the hell was she doing there? Yeah. You could have just put them in the background and should have been Harley and Will Smith and the bad guy. And that's it. Everyone else is expendable. That's the big thing about Suicide Squad that was so weird to me. It's because there were all those rumors. I don't know if it was ever confirmed that, like, after the first trailer, like, the first real trailer, like, they ordered a recut of the movie. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And it's just, like, I just wonder if that original cut would have been better. I wonder if... If because it was like a really quick recut was only like three or four months until it came out, if the recut would have been better if it wasn't rushed, like I don't think so. I don't know. That's the thing because like when I look at the cast, I'm like I don't see a problem there. Just like with Man of Steel, I don't have a problem. No, with, I don't have a problem with the cast. I kind of have a problem with Eisenberg being Lex because his Lex is so, you know I, I so got off. you, but, but but for the most part with Suicide Squad. Even Jared Leto, like, I feel like the Joker they made him is very weird. Yeah. And not Joker weird, just, like, yeah. weird. But I feel like that cast isn't the problem. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame any of the actors or actresses. No, but that's why I think there's not a better cut in there, is the story is not good. Well, think about... There's so many holes in the plan that they're going to defeat. Yeah. That it doesn't make sense that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And the whole time you're watching it, it just doesn't feel right because even if you don't know what is off, mm-hmm. you're aware that things are off. Yeah. Um, because the thing is like the, you can shoot her. Okay. Why, why then didn't we just nuke her? Yeah. The fact that they, the dude could turn into the Aztec god of fire. That seems like super useful. Why didn't they just send him in, airdrop right. him in? The fact that they had to go save her from that building. Why couldn't she stay in there? What danger was she in in the lockdown room? They were going to get in? Those things that Harley took out a dozen in the elevator? It just seems stupid to me that, like, the whole thing isn't the characters or the actors' fault. It's the Mm -hmm. writing. Like, it was a very generic, like, as a comic book, that might have worked. Yeah. But as a movie, it was a dumb idea. Well, the reason I think that maybe more time to cut or a different cut would have been better... There's two reasons. One, you've got Jared Leto over here talking about how there's so much footage of the Joker cut out. So it makes me wonder, like, how, like what was actually cut out? Because you never know, like, how much was cut. Unless it was him originally being the villain. Right. That's the thing. Maybe it was. Okay, then maybe, um, but... And that might seem crazy, but, like, people have seen Anchorman, right? Yeah. Did you ever see the alternate cut of Anchorman? I don't know. Okay, the original Anchorman, obviously, you know, like, there's not really a villain. Like, he kind of falls out because of the cursing. Yeah. And, like, the only real villain probably is um, Veronica. Is like, yeah, sort of the bad guy. And um, Vince Vaughn's character is kind of a bad guy. Well, there's a... Apparently, there was a whole other plot that they were that they filmed along with the movie. And after the movie came out, they released a cut of the first Anchorman with 
the other story instead of the story we got. Which sounds weird. Let me see if I can find it or not. But I just, I find it weird to think that the Suicide Squad, they did your better villain. Somebody had to cut it and think that the better, that Enchantress was the better villain. Yeah. And then then the director, and maybe the director, but definitely the executive signed off on this. I cannot think that you looked at that villain and went, this is a better option than the Joker. I don't care what Jared Leto says. Uh, He's an actor. Of Mm -hmm. course, he thinks his performance is the best performance and should have been seen more. Mm-hmm. I just I can't think that no, it wasn't. Okay, so in 2004 a film came out called Wake Up Ron Burgundy The Lost Movie. Okay. <laughs> the plot, the film follows the KVW and Channel 4 news team as they investigate the extremist bank robbing organization The Alarm Clock. Now, you hear that, if you've never seen this movie, you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I don't remember there being bank robbers or, like, a team called the Alarm Clock. Yeah. But I've seen this movie. There are, it's probably about half the original film that everybody's seen and half completely new footage no one's ever seen before. So, when I, knowing that that exists makes me think that every movie I've ever seen, there's some, there's... A huge story that ended up getting cut out of it. Most of the time there is. I mean, lots of love stories get cut out. So that combined with, you know, how mad Jared Leto supposedly was about his, about a bunch of parts getting cut. It really makes me wonder if there was a part where, because I remember the first trailer, I remember thinking the story was. The Joker. The Joker. I thought the story was that the Suicide Squad was recruited to go get him, basically. And that was it. That's all I remember thinking from the first trailer. And then after that, whenever we saw the trailer, that it was like, uh, you see magic and all this weird stuff going on. I was like, oh, I guess there's some other bad... Per-. Like, that's when I realized, oh, I guess it's not the Joker. But that was between the time... I don't know. It makes me wonder if... Because of the reception to Batman v Superman... Did they that was it? Yeah, that they were like, let's do something different instead of just the Joker. And I'm like... Uh, I mean, here here's the thing, though. They're going to make another one. They are. I don't know what direction they're going to take. Right. But rumor has it that they're looking at Mel Gibson to direct it. And I don't understand this. I know me and you have the same opinion right. about this, basically. But online, all I see are people making fun I, of it. I get and I'm like, you're all dumb. It's very dumb. <laughs> Mel Gibson knows storytelling. He knows pacing. Yep. And these are issues that the DC movies so far have had. Right. He knows if a story is coherent or not. I mean, yeah. he has Oscars. I don't think Oscars are the end-all, be-all, mean you're the best in the world. Right, right. But they obviously mean that people enjoy your storytelling and can follow your goddamn yeah. line of thought, which is something that DC hasn't. Yeah. Superman's not going to get framed for shooting people if Mel Gibson's director. Right. Yeah, very true. <laughs> that's that's step um, one. Yeah. The other thing is, he's played a number of heroes, mm-hmm. anti-heroes, mm-hmm. and villains. And he killed Jesus. I mean, this is what I'm saying. He's not afraid to tarco- tackle hard subjects. You're right. saying that. Two, in, in like Get the Gringo, he plays an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lethal Weapon, he's pretty hereric. Her- 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 uh huh. And then in Expendables, 
He plays an amazing bad yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the best part of that movie, probably. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. He knows what those characters are supposed to look like and act like and feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's even Marvel. Let's talk about how great Marvel is. Their villains suck. Oh, yeah. So having somebody that comes in and goes, look, I know how the hero should feel about the villain. I know how the villain should feel about the hero. Mm-hmm. And I know how to put it on screen. It's yeah. like Clint Eastwood coming saying, I want to direct Jonah Hex. <laughs> you give him the goddamn right. check. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why people are like, yeah. oh, it's not. We're going to get Brave Star. We're going to get Brave Star. I wish we got a Brave Star movie. Yep, Brave we're, Star. I love Brave Star. But we're going to get Braveheart. Do you know how much I, right now, if you told me that Tony Stark was going to, or Batman was going to be William Wallace and have the axe and everything, I would still want to watch that more than the goddamn Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't the, see the a negative. Of, the, the thing about Marvel movies, the reason that they're all good is because they're simple. Yeah. Because it's all, there's a bad guy, gotta beat the bad guy, we beat the bad guy. And there's some jokes. like That's and, the formula. And that's, that's fine, because that's how the comics are normally. That's how people think of Marvel. So it just works. Well, so DC, if they just did that simple route even, yeah, it'd play out much better. Like you think about Batman v Superman, which to me was probably three movies. One terrible movie focused on Lois Lane that shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> A story about Batman v Superman. And then a story of the beginnings of the Justice League versus Doomsday. Doomsday. I mean, There's I, three separate movies. If they would have been made as three separate movies, they would have been better just because, well, two of those movies should have been made as separate movies. Yeah. It would have been simpler and it would have made a lot more sense. I'm Hey, I've already told you, my cut of that movie involved no Lois Lane hardly. Right. And ends, I mean, when, and ends with Wonder Woman raising up in her shield in front of Batman and Superman. It cuts there. I probably talked about this because it's been almost a year since Deadpool came out in yeah. the theaters, right? Yeah. I Valentine's. remember in one of the very early podcasts, I talked about, I think it was an early podcast. I know it was before the movie came out. Um, I thought it came out on Valentine's Day last it did. year, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I just said. That's what you just said? Sorry. Uh, I think it was on a podcast before it came out. I said I was going to make a rated G cut of the movie and put it on our YouTube channel. Yeah, go ahead. And not not censor anything, <laughs> just cut out the parts that are yep. bad and upload all three minutes <laughs> to YouTube. I need to do that. Yeah, but yeah Ryan Riddles won't care. That's the thing, like, if I had more free time, I'd probably make fan cuts of movies. Oh, I, I, it's something I would want to do. And, you know, I have... We get sidetracked here, guys, so let's <laughs> enjoy for what it is because we both make... Uh, Films and t- edit things when we when we have free time that we actually once a year we set aside and make festival films. Yeah, the the topic today is just going to be the DC film universe, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I would love it's something I watch all the I watch a ton of Star or Star Trek Star Wars mm-hmm. fan cuts in fan films, and I love them. They're mm-hmm. really, some are done really well, some are done really horribly. But the Phantom edit is is a great one. The anti cheese mm-hmm. edit; these are all some of my favorites for. For Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, there's some where they, they get rid of old Spock. I like those. Mm, they also speed sense. it up and take out some of the parts that kind of contradict the old universe. I like all of them. They're very cool. Very well done. I've always wanted to go back, though, and do it for all of the superhero movies to just take out some of the cheese. Because I honestly think Marvel, 
one of their key ingredients is they're really great at casting. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I would love to take out some of the levity. Because sometimes I think they go for the easy joke. Mm, and it yeah. takes a lot of weight out of the story. So I'd like to do that. The other thing is I wish I could have more footage of Thor being like he is in that last. Did you see the latest uh, Thor video of Thor and his roommate? Yeah. Okay. I want that Thor. To be in the movie? To be in the movies. Because that's not the Thor we get in the movie. No. It's very weird. Because I feel like the Thor in in those two little sketches, it's. Chris Hemsworth doing improv. No, it is. As Thor, and it's great. It, it's and wonderful. I'm like, if they did that in the Thor movies, people would like the Thor movies the better. Thor, that's what I say. The Thor movies are the weakest movies of the Marvel set. And because I, there's almost no comedy. And if there is humor, it is. Look at this, idiot, look at this idiot alien that doesn't know how Earth works. Yeah. And we're in this one. It's still look at this idiot now, alien that doesn't know how Earth works. Now, the first Thor, when they like backed the van into him. Yes. I lost it whenever that. But that's but that's more in line with the guy we see in these yeah. Team Thor videos than it is. Because he's like, I'm Thor, and they just knock him over. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's is, but like the guy that runs there, he's trying to pick up his hammer in the big shield vault. Like... It's too serious. I mean, it's good for the character, but I would love to see him having to deal with having a roommate and mm-hmm. keeping up his deal, like pretending he's not Thor. And he's like, what about this hammer? And he's like, what hammer? He's like trying to scoot it around, <laughs> like to pretend he is Dr. Donald Blake. Yeah. But be an idiot and an a- because he's an alien. He's not really an idiot. He's a, he's an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. So he has no idea about earth medicine at all. Right. And so the guy's like, I think I'm coming down with the cold. And he, he, Thor doesn't even understand the concept of an earth cold. Like right, what? Right, right. This, and then he's like, aren't you a doctor? And he's like, yes, you'll be fine. <laughs> you should eat some mutton and some mead. And he's just like, that, that won't really help. It, it does, it does where I come from. Like, like <laughs> this, this is, that's better than what we've got. I, I don't yeah. know. But you know what else is coming out? Coming out next week? Logan. Is that next week? It's the third. Oh, God, it is. It's when the Switch comes out. The Switch day. So here's... I'll be playing my Switch and you, all the people... I'm, I'm going to go to Logan. I'm going to make the cut. Because here's why. Have you seen the reviews for Logan? Yes. It stands at like 98%. Everyone's like, this is the Wolverine movie we've always wanted. It's the best X-Men movie. And I'm like, you guys need to calm <laughs> down. Calm the fuck down. Because you're going to give me an erection. And I'm going to walk in there and there won't be anything there. And I'll just be sad. I am I'm <laughs> caution. I'm like cautiously optimistic. Yes. Because here's the thing. Like I Wolverine Max. I don't know if you know about the Max imprint. No. It's Marvel's mature imprint. Like where you're allowed to say fuck. Mm. And you can show people getting arms like ripped off. Oh, okay. And so they have this for mature readers or whatever. There's a Wolverine. There's a couple of Wolverine. But I enjoy those. They're not great comics, but they're you don't ever get to see that. You know it's there. Mm-hmm. So seeing it makes it really great. I'm hoping that that's what translates onto film. But I'm also hoping that it's a more mature story. Okay. Like the story is more adult. You know what I mean? Because right, yeah. the problem with The Wolverine and Wolverine Origins is as hardcore as the whole thing is with him at the beginning and him and Sabretooth, it kind of plays off into being more family friendly. Right. That's true. And I don't like that. I wish they had, they had kind of kept it a little more dark and gritty. And Right. Yeah, so I'd like to see that. Uh, but they have this thing, uh, Laura, the X-23. Have you, 
I showed it to you, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. you did show me that. Uh, it's pretty messed up. It's really... If that's the same tone, like, that's what I mean by mature. Like, you wouldn't see that. Even when they showed his, his deal, it was pretty gruesome in the origins. Like, when they put him in the tank and they inject him and he's yeah. shaking around and bleeding and stuff. That's all great. But then we have the funny scene where he's in the cabin cutting up sinks and doing stuff. I don't think that's going to happen in this film. I don't think he's going to get on no. a motorcycle and it's going to go down and that's a joke. And his age is a joke. And I don't think there's going to be all of that. I mean, I think there will be humor. Yeah. But I think it's going to be the right amount of levity. And I hope DC is sitting there taking fucking notes. Like, this, yeah. is, this is how you make a gritty movie. That Because I've been saying this all along. I've been saying it to Fox. But now I'm saying it to DC. Because yeah. with Wolverine gone and Deadpool doing its thing, it's already there. Somebody needs to make superhero movies for fucking adults. Yeah. If you make them for kids, that's fine. The problem is Marvel makes them for kids. Yeah, they do. I don't know who DC is making these movies for. No, they're not. They're not mature enough for adults. They're too dumb for adults, and they're too serious and dark for kids. Yeah. So they have no real market. Like they're for college kids that want to get baked and watch a superhero movie. They don't. <laughs> they're like, did I miss something? It doesn't matter, Superman. Yeah, I don't. I honestly think that their best move would have been to take a whole dark turn and just. Gone further down the Nolan rabbit hole of like, oh, Superman's gonna not just like zap Zod's head off. Yeah. He's gonna rip like people apart. Not yeah. for real, but like when he's fighting them, he's not afraid to like punch through a cyborg head. Instead, now we just get vague fighting. Yeah. And I Martha. Really thought about that. Martha. Uh, you know what's sad is? I read somewhere that uh, Doomsday's mom's name was Martha, so... Jesus Christ. <laughs> if only it spoke English, this whole thing could have been avoided. He's about to fly the kryptonite into him, and he just turns and goes, Martha, like, what do you know my name? How do you know my name? When, wouldn't that be great? Like, every once every villain knows that, is that just is, all loud? Oh, man, Batman's about to arrest me. Martha, Martha, Martha. Batman just starts breaking down crying. Superman's just confused. Like, how do you know my real identity? <laughs> Everyone's getting away. Fucking Brainiac over there. Giant. He's got all the, the, the brains, obviously, Brainiac. But he couldn't figure out that that's all it took. Like, I do you think Mel Gibson would just have it? Like, be Martha? I don't know. I think that was the weirdest part of the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's full of weird parts, but that's the weirdest fucking oh, part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they actually said about Mel Gibson. Because it wasn't just they're eyeing him. No, no. Like, I think they actually said like they gave him a script to read or I think he's like actively engaged in negotiations to direct Suicide yeah. Squad 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if the internet is to be believed. Um, now, I don't know... Um, What's going to happen after that? Like this is this is the question. So they get Mel Gibson. Does that mean that going forward they're going to try to be more serious, or are they just trying to get him to write the ship? Like, is this a one and done type thing? Right. I don't know. Um, let me see. Sources say Gibson is familiarizing himself with the material. So he's reading a bunch of comic books. Yeah, which here's the thing: the fact that he's even thinking about it. I feel like it's good because I'm like, yeah. Just, <laughs> read those read comic, comic books. Um, but what if he does a what if he does worry, a Ben Affleck? None, none, none of them, none of the good guys are Jews. 
This will work you back in. That's the big thing. I think if he takes it more than anything, it will be... Because um, for a long time, he was sort of a pariah. People didn't want to talk about him. Right. People didn't want anything to do with him. And we're at that point now where people have pretty much forgiven Mel Gibson. He has Mel Gibson. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a right, past. Right, that's right, right. But like He's, enough time has passed, like people aren't like still talking about his weird comments and all stuff. So I wonder if he might take this just to be like, I know people aren't real happy with the DC movies. And imagine, you know, the people that would be happy with me being the one to fix this universe, or at least right. make a really good movie in this universe. I feel like that could even be part of it. Because, like, if he looks at the material and says, like, I think I could make he a good movie He made goddamn Apocalypto, okay? It's in a dead language. Well, not dead It's in a language that no one speaks. That was the thing. It like, takes place in the jungle, and he still managed to make a good movie out of it. I don't see a lot of movies in theaters. I usually wait till I can watch them at home with no pants. Yeah, the way God the intended. The way God intended. But I went and saw Apocalypto in theaters. I think it was the first movie he made after Passion of the Christ. Probably. And I was just like... I think I read online, or maybe then it was in a magazine, I don't know. But I remember reading that there was no English in it, and that it was all subtitles because it was some language that, like, no one knows. Right. And I was like, one, that's genius for, like, localization around the world, because all you have to do is change the captions. <laughs> but two, that's probably as close as we're going to get to a real, like, new silent film. And that's the second time he did it because the Passion of the Christ was in Aramaic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's here's the thing. If he can tell a story in a language you don't speak, mm-hmm. you let him direct a story in a universe that the problem people go, I can't follow it. I don't know what everyone's doing. And then they just do a thing at the end together. Yeah. And that's, that's literally what happened in both movies. Yeah. And Superman, or, or yeah, Batman versus Superman. We had Batman, we had Superman, a little bit of interaction. Wonder Woman's doing her thing, Lois Lane's around. And then at the end, all four of them meet up and do's it. Um, okay. And Suicide Squad, we got the really cool character introductions. I did like those. Even though they were really fast. I felt like a lot more time could have been... The whole, <laughs> movie, like, the whole movie could have been rounding like, up to Suicide Squad. Mm, I can't Squad. read all that. <laughs> but anyway, they... Then they kind of go through a generic. I don't. I don't even know what that was. It felt like it was from like a young adult novel mm-hmm. maze. Like we have to do these tasks, and they're all just random bullshit tasks of like kill these people, reach this base, yeah. save this lady, get to this quest. helicopter. The side quest before the main quest. <laughs> and the, but the main quest was the side quest. That was the problem. Yeah. And, the, and they were like, okay, everyone here, and then everyone's powers, and even the army guys will bomb. And Croc, you're actually useful. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Did you remember he was in the movie until he said the the thing that he was going to go down? No, no one did. No. no one did. He did nothing. No. It that's and Captain Boomerang, pointless. Yep. Didn't add the humor that I thought that they. No. Nope. And, and plus, you you know who you should never cast in your movie? Hmm. Jack Courtney. Yeah, he's bad. I he didn't is, realize he was so bad. And then like, I started looking at stuff he's been in that I've seen. I'm just like, man, this guy just flat. Constantly. No, he's the poor man's Tom Hardy. Yeah. And very, very, very poor, poor man. The homeless man's Tom Hardy. <laughs> the homeless man's Tom Hardy. <laughs> that, that should be in his Twitter profile, like, bio. Before Suicide Squad came out, 
I'm going to bring up Colbert every once in a while because I work <laughs> at Channel 10. Okay. Where Colbert plays, so I have to watch Colbert every day. Um, Jack Courtney was on Colbert, and he... <laughs> Look, Jack Courtney, if you're listening, I mean this in the nicest possible way. He's an idiot. <laughs> that, and that's something I didn't know just from his acting. But he's talking to Stephen Colbert, and Colbert is, like, making little jokes. And almost every joke, he was like... He just had this look of confusion on his face, kind of looks around at the audience because they're laughing because all of them get the joke. And you literally hear him go, I don't get it. And then Colbert would just keep going because it's a talk show. You can't stop and explain a joke to him. But he was just, everything was going over his head. And I was just like, who is this guy? I don't understand. No, he's very, he's not good at what he does. I don't know why he's so popular. I don't know either. They tried to make him. You know what? I have to say this because this guy was actually. I was a big fan. Not a, not Jai Courtney. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Eastwood. Oh yeah, he's great. He's in now. He is in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Totally got screwed out of. He fucked over. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. And I when we were still trying to figure out what was going to happen with Wolverine after Jackman, I so wanted him to oh, be yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, we talked about because that. in the Days of Future Past in the First Class Universe. Mm-hmm. I think he's the right age. I think he has the right look. Yeah. He's Wolverine. Yeah. But now, really he's he's also kind of disappointed me. He's not quite as bad as Jai Courtney. Yeah. But he's no... Uh, if following you following your father's footsteps and there's someone like that, there's Scott Eastwood, and then there's like Colin Hanks, where you're like, oh, Colin Hanks, <laughs> but totally. He's totally going to win an Oscar one day if he does something he wants to do that... You know, people watch like that. Yeah. No, Scott Eastwood, I don't have that feeling about. Like, I don't think he'll ever be a great, great actor. It's weird. I just, I don't know if it's on him or on casting, but I just feel like he doesn't get very many roles that matter. See, and that's what I'm afraid of is like, I've never really seen him act, act. Mm, Yeah. And I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. But And he may be smart. I mean, some people are smart. And only take roles they know they can live up to in the character actors. Yeah. If he does that, he's fine. He's a good tough guy. He's a good background leader of the Marine. I'm sure if Steven Seagal's still making films, he can get tons of roles being his partner in those. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't know. I, J- Jai Courtney pisses me the hell off. <laughs> because he gets cast in things like Terminator and this, and the roles that literally any other actor would be better at. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know what? I you know who's never done a superhero role? I mean, they've done superhero. They're doing John Wick right now. Keanu Reeves. Mm. I wish he did. Well, he did Constantine, and I actually right. like his Constantine. He's totally not Constantine. He's not a Hellblazer, right? But I like it. I wish they would give him a chance to headline something big in one of the big two, or to bring back Hellblazer. Honestly, so I, I don't know. I just think DC is in a place. Right now, that there's not a whole lot of hope. And that hope right now is Mel Gibson. Yeah. That's the best thing. That's the best news coming out of there. Because everyone talks about how great their animated films are. And they are really good. Yeah. But then they're also the Killing Joke. Yeah. And you... Killing Joke... I feel like even what they had there... I don't want to talk too much about Killing Joke because we, no, we did that no. before. Yeah. I feel like... It's just a bad, bad movie. Horrible fucking movie. That movie could have been better with what they had 
with just six more months. Like I think I I told you like all their all of the voice talent. It literally sounds like they recorded the table read and used that. No, that's that's exactly what it sounds like. Because Mark Hamill, once he turns on the Joker voice, he sounds like the Joker, but it's like he just doesn't sound interested in what's happening. Batman. Oh yeah, Kevin Conroy did not. Kevin Conroy does the Batman voice, and that's it. He doesn't. It was it was bad, and then also the opening love story thing. That whole thing was so been stupid. Um. <laughs> should have been cut. And then the the worst the worst part of it to me was it was incredibly obvious that they outsourced the entertain or the animation because animation was so all over the place. The fact that there were sections of it that did like that weird three D thing. Yeah, I was like, why are you doing this? And the fact that you could watch a scene where they were talking and Batman's symbol like changed oh, placement. Yeah, yeah. As he was there, his cowl changed. Like, there was too much. Again, not going to get off on it. Just DC is in a bad place. Take the lifeline that Mel Gibson is offering you. Yeah. I don't care if it costs you a billion dollars. Well, maybe not a billion dollars. I think, you know what? No, no, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Justice League is worth a billion. Like, look at how much money. I mean, yeah. If he can save this and make goodwill enough for you to have four more films, you'll make more than a billion dollars back. I'm not obviously do not offer the man straight a billion dollars. Please, DC, be smart. But even if he says like, "Oh, I'm going to need a two hundred fifty thousand or two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget," you definitely sign him. But if he says two hundred fifty million dollars, do Suicide Squad too. Give him the goddamn money. Yeah, he handles budgets like a pro. He he's not afraid of blockbusters. Mm-hmm. He's not. And I I just think there's no downside to him taking it. People say, "Oh, the backlash," but I think it's like you said. People are maybe not over it, but they've forgotten, by and large, what he did. And when I said earlier that, oh, it's Mel Gibson, what I mean by that is he's an actor. He's a director. Of course, he's going to go back to acting and directing. Right. Eventually, he's going to – he's already done it. I mean, but eventually, he's going to go back to the big time. And that's just a fact of life. There's no way around that. So if he's going to do it, DC should go ahead and jump on that bus, I feel like. There's no no reason not to. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming. I'm looking forward to Logan. I'm hoping the hype train keeps rolling and takes me where I want to go. Because if it sucks, I'll be so angry. Here's the thing. We've talked about Wolverine 1 and 2 before. Yeah. To me, I think, I don't remember if we agreed. 1 was better than 2, I thought. Yeah. But neither of them were great. No, no, no. 1 was okay. 2 was eh. I feel like with I don't, I don't know if I need to see Apocalypse or Armageddon or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the last X. I don't think I need to see this before Logan. No, because I'll watch I'll watch that X Men movie eventually. I don't think so. I shouldn't even watch it. No, I mean I don't. I don't think <laughs> you don't it, think it'll matter. I don't think it'll matter at all. Because you can tell that it happens at some point in the future. It happens in the future, but if anything, it'll be referenced but, to those comic books. But the fact that it happens in the future at all. Because Armageddon still happens with, like, the young crew. Right. Sort of in the past, right? Right. So, I really doubt it would have any... I know, now, this might be a spoiler, but this movie came out, like, last April, didn't it? Have you seen it? What? Armageddon. Or Apocalypse. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Um, The only reason I think that it could is because I know that Wolverine has a cameo in it. 
Yeah, but it's not. But is it not? It's just like during a fight or something. He's there, or what was it? Um, well, if you don't care, I don't care. <laughs> they're they're fighting, and they go to like the Weapon X base or whatever. They're mm-hmm. on the base, and they're fighting. They're infiltrating, and they um, G- Jean Grey finds this container that Wolverine's locked in, wearing his Department H. Uh, I think it's H. Anyway, his, his traditional headgear with wires and belt pack mm. for monitoring when he goes out to kill animals. And he, he goes crazy and they unleash him and he goes out and like clears a path of soldiers. He murders everyone. But he's definitely grittier and I hope that's what we see in this one. Right, yeah. But that's an old... He's also very... That's the earliest Wolverine we see besides Origins. Okay. Yeah, the... Uh, I don't remember if it was a trailer or what, but like whenever you see in the Logan trailer or clip or whatever... Logan do the uppercut with the claws going straight through the guy's head. Yeah. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want out of a Wolverine movie. And after having Wolverine in 18 movies. Yeah. Is that right? It's 20. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll finally get to see Wolverine just like just Wolverine? mess up a lot of people. That's what I was saying about the Max imprint. It's not great. And this film doesn't have to be great. Same thing. You just want to see Wolverine... Be Wolverine. See, but here's the problem. In that clip, when he does the uppercut, claws no. through the head, my first thought was, I don't see blood all over yeah. the guy. So it's like, we've seen that in other X-Men movies, and that's what worries me, is whenever it's like like a claw or a sword or some kind of blade that goes through somebody, but there's not like blood coming out of them. They just fall down, they're dead. I'm like... Because that's like half violence. You know what I mean? Well, I think but I think that's also because of the trailers. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying like because we've seen like that exact no, no, kind I of know like, what you mean. cut in the movies before. I'm just, I mean, my, I'm just saying my, my train of thought is that's for trailers. Right. right so right, I'm right. hoping you're right. We've seen it in X2 even. Uh, we saw it a lot in yeah. Origins. Mm-hmm. I'm just really hoping that it'll be more Deadpoolish. I think that's what they're going for anyway. So I think the amount of graphic violence is going to be way up. Because, let's yeah. face it, it's rated R. I yeah. know Wolverine's going to cuss them, but you're you're telling me that they went for a rated R because Wolverine <laughs> said fuck three times? That's right. why it's rated R? Because at that point, if it's rated R because of that, then you go ahead and go all in on everything. You That's what assume. I'm saying. You, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Very uh, true. And plus, if you saw the, we were talking about the video, the X-23 Laura video. That thing was bloody. It they weren't there was blood just on a chair for no reason like so they weren't afraid of blood yeah her she was cutting herself. Um, and what I wonder about that clip is it is that something they made specifically to put online yeah or is that something that they filmed like for the movie and then decided to cut it uh, out? I don't know if it'll be in the film, but either way yeah. That, I mean, if that's the tone of the film, because it was obviously filmed when they filmed the movie, so I yeah. think that is, that is a good sign. Yeah. So I mean, they're not afraid of the blood and guts. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I think we got a few housekeeping items we want to mention before we get the hell out of here because it's late now. Yes. One, we One. are working on possibly doing a panel here in what a month and a half, two months, April. 28th through the 30th is mm-hmm. Yellow City Comic Con in yeah. Amarillo, Texas at the Civic Center, I assume again. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be doing a panel called, we don't know yet. Yeah, probably Podcasting gonna, 101. 
podcasting 101, something Probably. like that. So we're going to do a podcast-centered uh, panel. Uh, we will be recording, recording it. Yeah. Um, so to make that work, it'll be sort of a call-and-response thing where you'll ask a question. We'll say, okay, this person said this. And then we'll answer the question. Um, and we'll it'll, go... It'll be Desmond and I and Rose... Yeah, yeah Kern, we're going to try to get Kern here somehow. We're going to see. Uh, we'll see if we can get Kern here. Being in California, it's kind of hard for him to yeah. just show up. Yeah. Also, um, we'll go over the basics for anyone that's ever listened and wondered. We'll probably introduce, like Chris, maybe we'll talk about how we came up since Kern's not here. How the podcast came into being. Right. Uh, Rose will maybe explain like how the show goes and what kind of research she does because she's the best at that i feel mm-hmm. like right and then uh, me and chris will probably field questions about the actual technical side yeah. of what like how do you set up mics how do you what do you use to edit how right. do you create different things i mean we don't use sound effects in here but there's a lot of editing that actually goes on behind the scenes sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not and then also the networking social media promotion side of it we'll cover all the basics yeah and yeah. if you're there and you bring a question um, as long as it's not too stupid, we'll yeah. be, we'll be fine and happy. And if it is stupid, we'll make you feel stupid for Oh us. yeah. We'll totally call you out on it. Yeah. And then the other thing is we, we still need your help guys. Um, we're not doing it this week, but next week we hopefully will have everyone here. We're still working on it. It's hard with schedules and life and floods and everything else. <laughs> um, but the nerdies, the first annual nerdies, our annual awards for 2016 will be coming. Yes. We have made most of our selections for, I think, the 10 or 12 categories that we have. Yes. And after we announce what our choices are, we're going to let you guys pick your choice. We'll put out polls on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. We'll give you about four options in uh, 10 different categories. You'll pick which ones you want. And then we'll also put out a poll with those selections, our choices, and do a ranked voting thing where we all we all vote, you vote. We have the votes talent, and then we have an award show. And if anyone who gets nominated will announce the nominees on Facebook and Twitter, uh, decides they want to accept the award, even if we have to mail it to them, we, we will gladly send you a uh, certificate of achievement or an actual trophy if you're nice and retweet us or something. Yeah. Hell, if you show up at my house, I'll even buy you pizza. So take that, Ryan Reynolds. Take that, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, because he's getting nominated. I don't think Deadpool's going to get nominated at least for one thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. at least. That's also, du- also, WB, let me just hint, worst film, <laughs> Killing Joke. <laughs> oh, buddy. It might uh, might be on the list. <laughs> it might be a lock already. Um, Maybe. But if you want to show up, Kevin Conroy, and accept that, you can sleep in my spare bedroom or on the couch. So, also, Mark Hamill, feel free. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah. You can definitely. Um... So, as usual at the end of a podcast, we, we have a shout out. Oh, we have an end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to give a shout out. To, to the Mark. epic film guys? No, no, no. I was just going to say to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Now, uh, let me ask you a question, Desmond. Yeah. You got this board up here. Yep. You got this list of stuff. Yep. I see some of those look like names of podcasts. That's right. Is that... All of the Nerd Podcast Mafia? Okay, so let so me... Should I, what is it? So should I read all of them? No, you shouldn't read all of them. I mean, you can shout out all those guys. I'm going to shout out all these guys. Um, because these are these are podcasts that work with us. And also, um, cheap plug here on my other show, The Not Historians, which is available now. Um, 
So go ahead. Why don't you? Where you want to start? I'm just gonna go from the top to the bottom as we live in America, and that's how you read. Well, no, according. Well, no, that he's Canadian. According to Drake, you start at the bottom. <laughs> start at the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. So. All right. So secret transmission. That's right. What's their podcast about? Uh, conspiracy theories and weird nice. things. Nice. Texas files. Same thing with Texas legends. They, they covered the Texas area. The the wandering chef. Yep. The history of food and culture. Interesting. So wizard. They're pretty much a better version of us. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Cult forty five. Yeah, they do movie reviews. Cult movies. Awesome. Uh, dotes. <laughs> Dork of all trades. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, dotes. They're, Dork they're, of all trades. Yeah. All right. Fans on patrol. Fans on patrol. Uh, shush. Shush. <laughs> Superhero. Superhero speak. Superhero speak. Good guy. Geek yogurt. That's right. Now, before I say this next one, uh, yes. he abbreviated Dork of All Trades. Yes. He abbreviated Superhero yeah. Speak. But this next one's completely written out. The story behind... No, that's the, it. The, that's, that's it. Oh, those are those two, two different, separate ones? Two different, so the story oh. behind... Story behind, which tells the story behind... <laughs> I thought it was one. Different the story thing. behind. And then and the, the past, past and the, the curious. curious. That's a great name, I know. by the way. Uh, on, the past and the curious is a fantastic On name. the other show, when I shout them out, I was immediately sad that I did not come up with that title. <laughs> Such a great title. For the show. Uh, Justin. Yep. <laughs> great great job, Justin. Fighting Yanks. Yanks. And then, not another nerdy podcast. That's right. Tom, previously of So Wizard, has his own show with D-Rock and Friends. Now, I have to say this. When we started a podcast, two weeks after we started it. Two weeks. Do you know Patton Oswalt? Yes. Do you know Matt Oswalt, his brother? No. is, that, is His that brother is also a comedian, but he's not as big, obviously. That's why you've never heard of him. Well, I mean, he's probably... But, I, but I follow him and Patton on Twitter. All righty. Two weeks after our, our... I think it was before we released our first podcast, but we had recorded it. Ah. I think. Back in the Matt, days when we crept. Yeah. Matt Oswald tweeted, If you're about to start a podcast and thinking about putting the word nerd in the name... Don't do that. <laughs> and it was right after we had picked the name Nerdtastic 4. I was like, oh no. That money is spent, my man. <laughs> We've already done it. I've already bought the domain. So I, I replied to him and I just said, I'm sorry. Here's our first episode and linked to the first episode. Did, did, did he like it? No, he didn't. One, an asshole. He's not famous, but he's still too important. But he's for still us, an I asshole. <laughs> he's still an asshole. Uh, um, Matt, Matt, uh, did you say it was. I don't. I don't know you. Matt My brother Oswald. is awesome. Uh, also, a big shout out to <laughs> not historians. Oh, yeah. The other podcast that Desmond is on with uh, our good friend Shalom. Shalom. And it, you know what? We're gonna probably do a crossover type thing at some point where I will bring you guys over into my realm. Mm-hmm. Of rambling about history, Hooray. and I'll bring Shalom over here to Randall. Uh, Randall. Yeah. Because Randall's a word. Randall is a word. We Randall here in their test. Yeah, well, it's because we're in Potter County. Randall's the county. Oh, over right. Of so course. Of course. We're going to Randall. We're going to go over there. That's what yeah. that means. Great. Uh, but no, any any other things that we need to do? You Have you got any more videos on the YouTubes? No, I don't have time for videos. I haven't made a video. Here's the thing. <laughs> on my YouTube channel, I put up a video called Dear Subscribers. And I talk about how busy I am and how it's been hard to record videos. 
And I said, but I can make these little dumb videos where I basically write an open letter in video form to a person or a company or a product or whatever. Gotcha. And I was like, and I, I can record those, you know, Monday night because I'm awake at night anyway because I work at night and just I won't have to do any editing. Right. So I just record, upload, Post. done. So I was like, so I end the video saying like, I'm going to do this every week because it's so simple. Yeah. That was a month ago. Haven't I'm done, done any one. more. Haven't done any since then. <laughs> Feel real bad. There's a top comment on that video that says, uh, I think it says, nice job keeping up with this, fuckhead. Or something like that. I'm like, I deserve that. <laughs> that's what I... This, that, that sounds right. You know what? It's uh, Being a productive adult is hard. It is. I uh, I, I, will, I will not lie. Um, keeping up on this show, you've been gone, you know. <laughs> Keeping up on the editing has been a bitch. Um, yeah, it just says, nice job doing this weekly, idiot. I don't no, know why I thought it said fuckhead. you hate yourself more <laughs> than random, random, random YouTube commenters. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, here, I'm always in a rush. Like, the show comes out a week after almost record. I almost start editing it, and it takes me like a whole week to get it where I like the sound because mm. I focus on little things. Yeah. Uh, the other show, I don't think we have to record till April. Cause oh my gosh. We record two shows a week. Here's the thing. <laughs> and we're not going to record two shows a week. When we started this thing, we were like, we should record some evergreen episodes. Yeah. We should record ahead of time. Oh yeah. We haven't have done we haven't done that a single time. You guys remember when we used to do themed episodes where we actually would have like An points, idea. points written out and like, Oh, we're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about specific things like House, Episode 7 theories. That was like the first episode, right? Yeah. And then we were like, we'll talk about Star Trek and our specific favorites about. And cosplay and get a cosplayer. And then eventually uh, we're just like, all right, guys. Let's just talk about uh, news and Ram and Randall. Some of us, yeah, get, get rambling. and uh, Get rambling. We'll just uh, hop on Gizmodo and hope they have some good... Uh, front page artifacts versus what's on Reddit. Yeah, we should just we just have a topic one day. It's like here are the top stories on Reddit. No, we 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 lose all of our subscribers because one of us would end up ranting. Not just us. I'm saying one of the four of us. Uh, anyway, thank you for staying tuned to this wonderfully delightful episode of uh, the Nerdtastic Four. made the mistake of opening Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and you saw a picture of a pregnant couple, and the man is in a wheelchair. The, the man is a paraplegic in a wheelchair, and the woman is holding up a picture of their Sonogram. baby, Yeah, and she has her hand on her forehead, and the guy's giving like a thumbs up, and written in chalk on the wall, it says, it still works. <laughs> Congratulations, guy in a wheelchair whose penis still functions properly. Um, that's probably the best way to come out of that. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> you won't see us. <laughs> You'll, hear us. You'll hear us. We'll talk at you we'll next hear, week. We'll hear you next week. <laughs> we'll talk at you next week. <laughs> talk at you next week. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs>